Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Redeemer, Savior, friend of man, was ruined by.
Good morning and welcome to Cypress Street Worship uh, Sunday morning with us this morning. Thank you so much for being here and uh, we're guests. We'd like you to fill out a card to share. Uh, We can share with you uh, how pleased we are to have you. Uh, Today in our giving that uh, we uh, have a box at the back to give or to go online to give. Uh, This Wednesday, uh, Brother Dan will be sharing with us. And next Sunday is our day. We get to shine for Father's Day and come and worship with us next Sunday. And there will be no circles. And a new date for rummage sale, Saturday, July the 22nd, uh, 7 to noon. And uh, come and... uh, Rummage with all of us and enjoy. <laughs> uh, Brother Dan is going to come and share with us on a special offering. A couple of weeks ago, we received a letter from Ron Cootie. And uh, he advised us of some special needs that they had in their ministry at the present time. And uh, they had one set of needs. And before I could even say anything to the church, they had already received enough to cover that amount. So uh, a week later, I got another letter. And it advised me of some other needs that they have. Uh, uh, some transportation needs uh, around uh, Turkey in the surrounding areas and uh, their van rental was like going to be like $2,000 and also they're going to be coming home uh, around the uh, 1st of August and their airline tickets are $3,000 and they advised us of, uh, of their needs and so we thought it would be good for us as a congregation just take a love offering and uh, do what the Lord uh, allows you to do and uh, suggests that you do. One of the things that I like to, to say that there is a difference between tithes and offerings. And I think you probably all know this. A tithe is given to the Lord, first place. And it always goes to the Lord. It goes to God's to the church. And I don't want you to take away your tithe giving to an offering. An offering is above the tithe and goes for designated needs as, uh, as is, is designed. And so each one of you should have got a little envelope today. We're, we're, just, we're not just going to do this today. Some of you came uh, maybe not uh, ready to give, uh, but we're going to also be receiving these next week also. But this morning there is a offering plate at the door back there. Uh, that if you'd like to put an offering in there, all everything that goes to that will be going to uh, Ron Cootie uh, for their needs. Is there anyone that did not get an envelope that needs one? They told me that they got everybody covered, so they did good. All right. Well, God bless you. I think it's good. God blesses us. God blesses us so that we can bless others. And in so many different ways. And we appreciate your giving. Appreciate your support for the church. um, And uh, also being sensitive to God's Holy Spirit as he speaks to us to give. God bless you. If you would indicate on your check uh, that it is for Ron Cootie and make it out to the church. And Patrice will issue a check. 
Won't you stand, please? This beautiful, beautiful chorus. It's God. Very simple, but beautiful. See the sun giving light inside. Feel the breeze in the trees inside. And the love that I feel is gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. There I feel no alarm. It's gone. For I know all is well. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, it's gone. Trusting in my father's wise bestowment, I've no cause for worry or for fear. In my heart, it's kind beyond all measure. It's a Tuesday we did best, loving me is part of. To trust that promise as O Lord, that I lose not faith's sweet consolation, offered me within Thy holy word. Help me, Lord, when toil and trouble meet Thee, and to take us from the You may be seated, and children, you may go to your class now. Each motivational speaker has a uh, spiel that they tell, uh, and they're <clears throat> getting people motivated to do their best. God is 
like this too. In his scripture, in Joshua 1, 9, be strong and be of good courage. In Isaiah, uh, be not afraid for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. And as we go to prayer, let us remember that God is our strength, that we go to him for uh, help in our life and knowing that when we go to him for uh, requests that he understands our needs, he understands our wants, he understands the things that we think we may, we need but we don't but he has that discern of knowing what is best for us. In our uh, request for prayer, let's remember Gene, uh, good to see him here today. He may not be kicking very high, but he's, <laughs> he's here. And I'd like to remember Marie and L.B. Honeycutt, our missionaries abroad, uh, the Church of God Convention in Tampa this uh, coming week. And us remember the lost and the shut-ins. And there's a family that uh, in Richland Parish, uh, her name was Ale uh, Alexis. Barry, she was killed in a, a, a collision wreck in uh, Richmond, Paris this week, and she is deceased. And she had two children in the car. One they had to airlift to Shreveport, and uh, her son they had to, he had several broken bones. So let's remember this family and lift them up in prayer and uh, for their needs. He is here, you can touch him, and you'll never be the same. Oh 
hopelessly hear him calling out your name. He is here. You can touch him. You will never be the same. I searched for peace among the shadows dark and lonely gave up on finding that strong and lasting love I tasted all the things that sin could be for that song. Let us join our hearts and our minds together. Dear Father, we're thankful for the blessings that we have to being here this morning. We worship you for all the things that you've done for us and what you're going to do. You're great and mighty and we are allegiance to you and to worship you as a loving God. We thank you for uh, each one that is here, we pray that each one will be blessed. And as the words are spoken this morning, that you will bless each word, that it will be food for our soul and food for our minds and thoughts. Help us to each strive what you'd want us to do. Lead us in the paths that you'd want us to go. And pray that you will be with these needs that we have in our congregation. We pray for uh, this family that has lost loved one in this terrible wreck and these two children that are in serious conditions. We pray for each one and we pray for our missionaries on the uh, foreign fields and for here at home. Bless 
our pastor. Pray that you'll bless his family. Continue to direct in our life and in our congregation. We thank you in Jesus' name for what you do. Amen. In his love, let me hide. Let me walk in the path which my Savior has trod. Let me follow so close by his side. For by trusting in him, I am happy and free. In the fold of his love, let me hide. In his love, let me hide. In his love, let me hide. For by trusting in him, I am happy and free. In the fold of his love, let me hide. Let my Let the pleasures of earth fade away For there's nothing so lovely as Jesus to me Let me near from his love go astray In his love let me hide In his love let me hide For my trusting So precious to me is his love. Let my talents and time all be given to him till he calls me to meet him above. In his love, let me hide. In his love, let me hide. For my trust. If we trust in him, we're going to be happy and free. Let's sing that chorus one more time. In his love. In his love, let me hide. In his love, let me hide. For I trusting in him, I am happy and free. In the fold of his love, He was singing. In years past, I've had a, uh, was in a, we, in a first uh, ministry after college, we had a daycare in our church and uh, Lynn was one of the heads and I was the administrator 
And we had a little, little four-year-old uh, black boy. And I mean, this cute as a whistle. And uh, he's just fun to be around. And when he talked, he just, just really, really neat. And uh, he liked singing. And he'd get, he, 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 he get singing and we'd sing some of the songs. He'd, he'd just get all excited and he'd shake his whole body. And he was about this high and he had curly hair. And, like, and then you get done and he'd say, teacher, let's do that one more time. Let's do that in one more time. I appreciate you as a congregation. I appreciate your faithfulness. Appreciate your willing to serve. I appreciate your love that you and prayers that you extend towards us. And uh, you know, it's just good to be able to know that I can rely on good people to serve when asked. Next week's Father's Day, and uh, as has already been mentioned, it's your day, men. So, in the in the uh, realm of. Uh, of uh, having a special day. I have a special speaker for you next week. And I won't tell you who it is, but it could be my wife. So she, she's always got a, a good message for, for men. Because <laughs> I always have a good one for the women. <laughs> so uh, I hope that you'll come and, and uh, listen. Uh, she has uh, shared different times in our congregations and always... Uh, speaks to our heart. If you have your Bibles this morning, I'd like for you to turn to John, St. John. And I forgot to mark it, I think. It's St. John chapter 4, verse 24, 23 and 24. An hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. You know, I know that you can't believe this, but there is people that dread coming to church. I know you don't know those people, and I know that none of you are, but there are some that don't like to go to church. They've always got an excuse for not coming to church. And then when we come to church sometimes, we feel like it's not a very enjoyable experience, and it just, just becomes kind of just kind of a habit of, uh, well, we'll just go to church because we know that that's the right thing to do. Now, when I was a kid, I, I'm a preacher's kid, and so I have a lot of good church stories to tell you. But keeping in line with uh, talking about true worshipers this morning, and what I want to talk about is getting the most out of our worship experience. And I'm going to share some ways that I believe that we, as we come into the house of God, can uh, enhance our worship and minister to the Lord as he ministers to us. As a preacher's kid, uh, I, you know, went every time the doors was open. Some of you did too. Uh, you some of you probably went to church before you was even born. And um, I did too. 
And uh, we'd go on Sunday school, Sunday morning. We'd have a youth thing on, at night, Sunday night, and then we'd have evening worship. And we'd be lucky to get uh, home from church about 10 o'clock at night. We'd always have our popcorn. That was our Sunday ritual. Then on Monday, we'd have visitation. Well, I always was roped in to go with my dad to visitation. Wednesday night came around, we had Bible school, or Bible, uh, Bible study. And then it seemed like there was something every, just about every other night of the week. That always had, my whole life has been involved around church, as some of yours has. I found through the years that it's important as we go to church to get the most out of uh, our worship and our church experience is that we are tuned in to the right frequency. I, I, I like the, the song that the girl sang this morning, He is here. Do y'all believe that? He is here. Hallelujah. He is here. Well, when I went to church one Sunday night, I uh, sat... As I grew up, my parents started letting me slide back to the back of the church, you know, like Baptists do. Uh, and no, we don't have, that's right, we don't have Baptists here. But uh, we, we, I began to slide back as teenagers like to, you know, get as far away from the preacher as possible. And uh, my dad was preaching. And this particular Sunday night, I, uh, I didn't want to go to church. I wanted to be out playing ball or doing something else and but I knew I had to go to church. So they had one of these things called uh, transistor radios. I know you don't see them much anymore. And that'll be telling your age if you know what a transistor radio is. And, uh, you know, they have these earphones that, uh, you know, plugs in. And so you can listen to those things and nobody else knows. Except in the middle of the sermon, if you happen to take the earphones out. And all of a sudden, out blurts this good old rock and roll music on the top. And my dad stopped in his steps while he's preaching. It's like, is this a message from God? Well, he certainly soon found out uh, where it was coming from. Dan, bring that radio right here. And he took that with his hands and he smashed that thing and that was not the end of the story, and I won't need to tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> the lesson I learned from that is this. You will get out of worship according to what frequency you're listening to. Think about the frequency that you're listening to. You know, most everybody has cell phones these days. You ever wonder why everybody's phone don't ring on at the same time? It's because we're on different frequencies. We got a different way of reaching each individual phone. That's why they don't all happen at one time. And as we come into the house of worship, it's important that we listen to the frequency of the Holy Spirit. And that is the way that we will get the most out of worship by coming to church and in being enjoying church and enjoying the peace and the joy that comes from serving the Lord is when we're tuned in to the right frequency.
Lynn and I uh, enjoy watching certain TV shows on TV. And so when we're not available to watch them, when we come on, as some of you do, we hit the recording button because we don't want to miss those shows. And then we go back and later on, we, when we have the time, we'll watch those shows and we enjoy it just the same. Last night, we forgot to push on the record button for Huckabee. And we, I just really got, so how did we forget to push the Huckabee button? And I was lucky later on it came on again at 10 o'clock, so I, I got to watch it. But I liked to be tuned into the right frequency at the right time to get what I want. And as we come to the house of worship, I hope that you're here to worship God. Did you know worship is the highest relationship we can have with God is to worship him? To worship him, to, to, to uh, praise him, and to adore him. That's the highest thing. That's the best thing that we can do in our relationship with God. To be worshipers. And this scripture here this morning. The Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. From 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 17. Well, have you ever entered into a room with a bad spirit? You ever entered a room where people are complaining and, you know, sometimes at work, when I used to go to work, people go and they were given all the reasons why they didn't want to come to work today and this wasn't right and such and such, the boss said some things that they didn't approve of and, you know, it just made for a start of a bad day. And so when we come to worship this morning, I hope that you've come with a good and clean and pure heart. Did you know in the Old Testament, as the uh, Levites were about to offer, uh, offer and prepare to minister to, to the sacrifices of the people, they were given in the Old Testament certain things to do to clean up and certain robes to wear so that they could put on the sense of holiness before the Lord, the sense of purity. They had to be ready to go in to offer that sacrifice in the Holy of Holies. If they weren't ready, if they were not pure, and if they were not clean, you know, the other priests, they would uh, take a rope and they'd put it around the, uh, the foot of uh, what the priests as they went to offer the offering in case the Lord would strike them dead because they weren't ready to offer that sacrifice. Then they could pull them out. And I wonder this morning as I'm thinking about this, how many of us would have to be pulled out as we offer our worship to the Lord? Some of us would be a harder tug than others. But I believe that God wants his people holy and clean as we come into his presence to worship him. David said in Psalms 139:7, Where can I go from your spirit, O Lord? And where can I flee thy presence? That's something very important for us that no matter where we're at, whether it be in church or whether it be at work or whether it be at home or in your neighborhood or whether it's go shopping or whether it's the, the exercise room or whatever, where can we go to escape the presence of God? 
Where can we go to flee his presence? We can't. We can't. You know, every one of us has a spirit about us. Uh, First Samuel talks about the spirit that came upon, the evil spirit that came upon Saul as he was king of the Israelites. And this evil spirit came upon him. And in chapter 16, verse 14 of, of 1 Samuel, it says that the spirit, because of his rebellion against God, departed from Saul. That is uh, one of the things I don't want for my life. I want a clean heart and a, 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 a pure heart. I want to be that person that God chooses for me to be one of his worshipers this morning. Well, how can we enhance our worship this morning as worshipers? As I said, the highest part of our relationship with God is our time of worship. What we are doing here this morning is the highest part of worship. Our part, highest part of our relationship with God. Being with God, listening to God, hearing God, speaking to God, sensing His Spirit. He is here. Hallelujah. Can you reach out and touch Him this morning? So I've given us this morning five things about how to enhance our worship experience here at Cypress Creek. Number one is this. Be consistent in your pursuit of God. Following Christ is not an on and off time. It is not on one day and off the next. On Sunday morning, off Sunday night. Being consistent with God is very important. As we uh, open up our doors to have a, a corporate worship, it's a group of people that hopefully are practicing their worship outside the doors so that when we come in together, we worship together in one uh, corporate voice. When we come together, we proceed towards God. And, and if we're, as we come in here to worship this morning, I hope that you are wanting to launch into everything that God has for you. To, per, to, to pursue him. And when we come into this place, we bring that attitude of God of where we began when we come into this place. Psalm 145, 2, David writes, Every day I will bless you. Every day I will bless you. Psalms 119, Seven times a day I will praise you. You see, worship is a lifestyle. It's not just a one thing, one time thing on Sunday morning, but worship is an everyday thing that God is at the center of our heart and the center of our thoughts and everything that we do and say. Amen. You want to know how the best witness you can be? It's not only by sharing with others, but by living with others and living the holy life before them as a living sacrifice, a living testimony unto him. It is a lifestyle that we need to bring into this place. When we say consistent, we talk about discipline. 
That's not a word that we like to talk about these days in our culture. It seems like we're not too disciplined about too many things. And so when we talk about, talk about being consistent with God, we're talking about our, our, our time with God each day. Uh, our, our time of meeting with God's people each time that we can come together. Be disciplined means saying no to some things that we'd really rather be doing, but come into the house of God anyhow. I don't know about you, but there's some mornings that I just like to lay in bed. But because of discipline and knowing there's things to do, we have to discipline our lives to get out of the bed, don't we? And it's a discipline to come to the house of worship. And I will say, tell you this morning that the number one thing is if we are going to enhance our worship, make it the best experience that we can have, it will be because we are consistent and we are disciplined. We're going to be in the house of God. I don't care what comes, hell or high water. Somebody say amen, amen. I'll say it then. The second way I, want, I challenge you to enhance your worship experience is to be expecting. Be expecting something in this service. I don't know what you expect from God. Bill Gaither wrote a song several years ago. says, I just feel like something good is about to happen. And brother, it could happen even today. If God's people will humble themselves and call on Jesus and look to heaven as they pray. I just feel, and I, I, I come this morning and I try to get here before everybody else to just to reflect on my thoughts and clean everything out of the air between me and God. And, and, I, and I sit in there and I say, Lord, would you bring him in from the north, the south, the east, and the west? And you know he does. And my desire is to have this place filled up. But, but you know what? By faith, I believe that this place is filled up by the spirit of the living God. God's spirit is in this place. I am expecting God to speak to your hearts and speak into your life. I am expecting for you to experience God's peace to flow over you this morning. I am expecting God to answer needs and to heal lives and heal bodies. Being expectant. What are you expecting when we come to the house of the Lord? James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You know, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, that I will be in their midst. Well, what happened to the disciples and the followers of Jesus as they traveled from here and there with Jesus? Everywhere that Jesus went, something happened. Now, if Jesus is here this morning, can we not expect something to happen to me and to you? What are you expecting from God today? The disciples went with Jesus and they were present when he fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes. Remember what one of the disciples said, Jesus, as he was teaching, Jesus, it's, it's lunchtime and what are we going to feed all these people? There's so many. And he said, well, what do you got? And he says, well, I got a little boy over here with five loaves and two fishes. And he said, well, you just start gathering and we'll start feeding 
And as, as he did, they fed those 5,000 with, with five loaves and two fishes. And it says they had 12 basketfuls left over. What an amazing thing. The disciples, I don't think we're expecting that. But where Jesus is, we can expect great things in our life. Amen. There was the blind man that Jesus approached. And John, he said... What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, well, I want to see again. And Jesus said, okay. And he took a little bit of mud and put it in his eyes. And, and he told him to go wash. And before long, he, uh, he, 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 he washed. And, and behold, and a miracle happened. And he could see again. Do you suppose Jesus would tell us this morning in acceptance of his miracle in our lives that maybe we need to get a little mud and put it in our eyes and blind us from the things that we don't need to see and to wash through the power of the Holy Spirit, to see things as Jesus sees them, to love as Jesus loves, and to expect God to transform lives just as he's transformed our lives be expectant. I hope that you're expecting something today from our time in worship. Number three, be intentional. Be intentional in your worship experience today. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Thereby, therefore by him, let us continually offer to God the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Let us continually offer to God. Be intentional. Uh, have a purpose this morning. Why did you come to church? Did you come to church because it's Sunday? Did you come to worship because you just knew it was the thing to do? Or was there some purpose for you to come? I hope that your purpose this morning was to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. To hear him and to honor him. And to lift up holy hands to him. Be intentional. The purpose of our living is not about ourselves. It's not about what we can accomplish in life. It's not about our success. Rick Warren in his book, The Purpose Driven Life. In his first couple of pages of his, in the first chapter of his book, he said, Remember this, it's not about you. It's about God. We're here this morning because it's about God. It doesn't have anything to do with where you've been or where you're going this morning. It's about God. And we are intentional about making this about God. I, I, I tried to, 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 to pick out songs that will, that will liven us up, but also soften our hearts. As we come to worship the Lord. As we sing, I, I believe God's people ought to be the most excited people because their purpose is upon a, a speaking praise unto the Lord. Upon worship, that's what they want to do. That's what they desire more than anything else. It's not thinking about where we're going to go to eat after this. By the way, Lynn, where are we going to eat after this? Uh, no, it's not about that. It's about our time with the Lord this morning. Be intentional. 
be intentional. To be intentional, we bring the sacrifices of praise into the house of the Lord. That's why we sing. Do you, you, know, you ever wonder why we always have songs before we have a sermon? Usually because that's the way David kind of put it in tradition. He sang to the Lord before he, and ministered to the Lord as before the Lord was, spoke to him. And so we do that also. And we bring the sacrifices of praise. When we come, if we are going to have enhance our worship experience, it's because we bring him something. We bring him our lives and our praise and our worship. Number four, how to enhance your worship experience is to be focused. Be focused. I know that as I sometimes move around, I see people that follow me. And I also see people that could care less where I'm at. <laughs> you, know, you know why? Not, it's because we're not focused. We, I hope that you're focused on what I had to say and not the way that I look this morning. But I want you to focus on the words that, uh, that the word of God has given us this morning. Be focused. 2 Corinthians 3.18 With unveiled face... Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into that same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, I know you women have, maybe some of you men have. How many of you looked in the mirror this morning? Some of you won't admit it. Looking in the mirror, what do you see? You usually see yourself, don't you? You usually say, well, do I have my makeup on right? Is my collars down right? Is my hair, I got some hairs that stick up quite a bit, so I have to paste them down with hairspray. But I, you know, I, I look in the mirror and I, I see myself. If I'm going to enhance my worship time with God, I must be focused and look in that mirror and see not me, but see Jesus. Psalm 1611 says, in his presence is fullness of joy. In his presence is fullness of joy. You know, there's many distractions that we have. Our phones ring at inopportune times. Maybe it's a tragic phone call that takes your, 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 your eyes off of something else that's more important. Maybe it's a noise. Last night, I could have swore in the middle of the night that I heard a mouse. <laughs> I don't think I did, but my imagination said that I did. And I started focusing in to see, and it was just Lynn creaking the bed. <laughs> um, but I was focusing on, you know, sometimes you just focus in, and you try to hear, what is that? Well, I, I, I think to enhance our worship, we need to focus in on what Christ is telling to the church today and telling each and every one of us. Be focused on the words in the song and not necessarily the melody. 
I, I love the words to our old hymns, and I know that some of you do. But I love the words to some of the new choruses. It's all good. If we could concentrate on the words rather than the beat or even the melody, and be focused in on what the message that God has for us in those songs. To be focused on our interaction with God. To realize that God wants to rub himself onto us. And we want to rub ourselves onto him as he loves us. Everything else in this world is minor when it comes to our relationship with God through our worship. Well, lastly, I say this morning, be engaged. Be engaged with worship. Now, when I talk about being engaged in worship, I am a firm believer, and I I do preach better when you all engage me in our conversation. A one-sided conversation is not a good thing with me. I get pretty boring. But I'll tell you, you know, if I say something that you know is true and you want to say amen or praise the Lord, boy, that, 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 that gives me some energy to continue. Hey, Dan, you're on the right track. Be engaged. Engage me. But more important when you're in worship, engage the Lord. And I ask you this morning, what has God been saying to you lately? What has God been saying to me lately? Be engaged. Psalms 103, verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, in all that is within me, and forget not all his benefits, who heals my diseases. And this one I like, and renews my strength like that of my youth. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Become engaged with him, to bless him, to give him yourself in your, uh, in your spirit, in your mind, in your soul, in your whole being. Engage the Lord. Psalms 111, verse 1. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. In the assembly of the upright and all in the congregation, David says, engage the Lord. And I challenge you this morning as we come, as we remember and think about these things of enhancing our worship and by our faith knowing that God is here and his spirit is here to minister to your spirit and your spirit is here to minister to his spirit. I'm reminded of David in the Old Testament when they brought the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem after being captured in in the enemy's camp. David led the procession into Jerusalem to the place that the Holy of Holies belonged. And David just got so excited. You know what he did? He was so excited because the presence of the Lord was coming back home that he began to dance. We don't believe that in the church of God, but he began to dance. And not only did he begin to dance, he disrobed. Woo-wee! Now that would wake y'all up a little bit, wouldn't it? (laughs) 
David danced before the Lord because he was excited. He was engaged with God. Now, you know, his, his, his wife, Michael, uh, she, she kind of got upset when he took his clothes off. And she said, David, that, that's not very dignified of a king. And David said to her, I don't care what you say, woman. I'm worshiping the king. That's what we're called to do. Worship the king. I challenge you as we engage the scripture to put yourself into the scripture. Make scripture personal to you. Put your name in there. Put your name in there where Peter, Peter rebukes Jesus because he's, he said some things that Peter didn't agree with. Yeah, I've done that. Lord, you missed this one. You ever done that? I have. Put your name in scripture. Paul says, I can do all things. Dan can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. Put your name in there. Engage the Lord. So this morning, I'm reminded of a, uh, of a, a missionary by the name of Hudson Taylor. And the story says that he was on a ship. Uh, a ship with a sail. And the ship was going very close to the shore of a cannibal island. Now, y'all know what cannibals are? Ooh, yeah. As the ship was going close to the shore, it seems like the wind to the ship was drifting the ship to shore of that island. And they could see the distance, the inhabitants of the island preparing for their arrival, preparing for a supper meal. The ship's captain became very panicky. And he went and he asked Taylor, uh, uh, Hudson Taylor, ask him to pray for God's help. Hudson took the cap, told the captain that he would if the captain would set the sails to catch the breeze. And since there was no breeze, the captain did not want to look like a fool by setting the sails. But Hudson said, I, I'm not going to pray until you set the sails. The captain relented. Hudson Taylor went down below deck to pray. And shortly after, Hudson heard the captain shouting to him, are you still praying for wind? And Hudson Taylor said, yes. And the captain replied, well, you better stop praying. We have more wind than we can manage. And you know, sometimes we want to pray for the presence of God to interact and to be present in our midst. Well, if I just go down and pray... But there's some other things that need to come along with prayer, and that is our doing and being obedient. How can the wind blow a ship that won't put its sails out? And how can we be in the place that God wants us if we don't make ourselves willing to be in his place? 
We want the wind of the spirit. And so we set our sails in expectancy to receive it. Well, this morning, I challenge you. I, I want this place to be alive. And I think God wants this place to be alive with his worship. Don't you? I think God wants this place to just be so thick of him that great things will happen and we ex can expect that to take place in our lives by being consistent, by being expectant, by being intentional, by being focused, and by being engaged. Put yourself in the worship, spirit, soul, and body. And do what the Bible tells us to do, regardless how we feel about it. There's a song I love. We sang it, I think. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are. To worship. Come just as you are before your God come. For one day every tongue will confess that you are God. And one day every knee will bow. But still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose him now. So come. Now is the time to worship. Would you join me? as a congregation of Cypress Street Church, being a worshipful people where God's spirit abides. For God seeks those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. And thank you, Lord, for how you uh, expose the word of God to us, even in practical living. And Lord, how we want your spirit to flow through this place. We want you, Father, to convict. Convict us of our sin, Lord. Lord, cause us to repent. Cause us to turn away. And Lord, focus upon you and your spirit. Lord, we're just a, a group of people that you've made, made with a purpose. That purpose is to worship you. So let us fulfill that task this morning as we settle just for these few closing moments in your presence. Say, Lord, thank you for feeding me. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand?
your prayer this morning as you depart from this place. Don't let it stop here, but take it with you. Spirit, fall on me. Change me. Transform me. Empower me. Make me bold to share the love of Jesus with others. Go in peace this week and may his face shine upon you. And may you go and tell others uh, Jesus' great love for you. Tune in for the frequency. He's speaking. God bless this morning.